0: Have you been sitting at your desk, editing your life away, feeling kind of lonely and need of some human connection, and you want to jump into elopement photography or uplevel your elopement photography business? I have something for you. We are hosting an elopement photographer retreat in Tahoe, California on August 29th to September 2nd. In this retreat, we are providing a full day elopement style shoot from sunrise to starry skies so that you can experience what a real elopement feels like and how to storytell and document it. And then two other whole days, of strategizing your business and setting it up so you can support this amazing business and service you want to provide. So please join us, apply in the show notes, and we want to see you there in person. I honestly wanna hug you in person, and there's only a few spots left. So continue enjoying the podcast, and we cannot wait to see your application soon. Hey, it's Dana Schuler. I'm the host of the Ascend Together podcast. I'm a mama five, your biggest hype girl, and an elopement photographer that loves to talk about the slap in the face and hard on fire moments of life and entrepreneurship. I'm here to help you go beyond the photo and create a purpose-filled business. From pep talks, chill chats, and juicy interviews, I am here for you because you can't do it alone. So this is why we're gonna do it together. Hey everybody, welcome. We have Jenny Chapman here joining us. We are so excited to hear all about this awesome queer soul experience she is creating for the LGBTQ community. I cannot wait to dig deep into all of that, her own, <laughs> her own journey and how she got to where she is and why she's creating what she's creating. I'm so excited. And we hear her wonderful little kitties in the background (laughs) meowing. They're going to join us in this podcast today too. Um, But I've known Jenny for maybe less than a year. I feel like it's been so long though. Um, And Jenny, you'll find throughout this whole podcast has so much great, amazing energy and light. um, And it just has a lot of joy and happiness. And that's just going to you'll see how it's like ingrained throughout her whole experience and just how she speaks. And Jenny, I just got to say like, you're a huge inspiration to your own community. And I love, love to see it. Like it's so many people need you and your light and what you share. And so Again, I'm so excited for this podcast that we're we're recording today. And Jenny, introduce yourself, even though I gave you like a little.
1: No I mean, You kind <laughs> of said all there. of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair warning there will be cats uh, yelling in the background. We have a <laughs> one year old kitten who loves to scream all the time he's fine um he just thinks every little convenience uh, I mean inconvenience is uh the worst thing that's ever happened to him so uh yeah he likes to yell he's totally fine though um but yeah I'm Jenny uh I'm a queer photographer and sometimes theater actress Uh, I'm based in San Jose and uh Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to be here. I mean, I look up to you so much and and just being in the, the program in the set together program is absolutely revolutionizing my business and making, you know, the whole queer soul experience possible with, you know, your structure, your guidance. So thank you for having me
0: and can we and also you're 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 almost married Are you just gonna <laughs> yeah, like I just missed that
1: part <laughs> I, I, it doesn't feel real yeah uh we got because we've been engaged for almost a year we got engaged yeah. last June but we're not even getting married it's until crazy it's been that long I feel like it's
0: just I feel like it's just yesterday
1: no um uh. yeah but we have uh we have our first meeting with our kick-ass uh, wedding coordinators. It's a lesbian couple, and they're amazing. Um, and we have their, our first meeting with them actually this coming week, which is really exciting. Because mm-hmm. then I feel it's like awesome. the ball is going to start rolling, and we can like have vendors and really start looking at venues and stuff, um, which is awesome.
0: Can you share real fast your engagement story? Because I love
1: it. <laughs> yeah. So cute. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I should tell you that Allie and I met, uh, we both went to college in Boston, two different schools. Um, I went to Emerson. She went to Tufts. We She's a year younger than me, so we overlapped by three years. We did not meet until three months before I graduated and moved back to California. So we had like a bachelorette level, like, You have to get very serious very quickly, like, because we had to do a year and a half of long distance. And Mm. so it's stupid to do that if you don't really think something is there. But the first time we met in person, because we met on Her, which is like a queer lady, non-binary dating app, um, highly recommend. Uh, And the first time we met in person, I was kind of more looking for friends. Um, She was girlfriend hunting. And the night that we met for the first time, it was over for me. I was just like, well... (laughs) okay, guess, guess I'm done now. That is my wife. Great. Awesome. <laughs> um, which sucked. Cause I was like, we have to, you know, we have three months to figure our shit out, but we, um, we've now been dating for five years. We just had our five year anniversary and last year, um, I'm autistic. So like I hate one of the ways that my autism uh, manifests is, uh, I really can't handle surprises, even good ones. Um, I really need to have at least some semblance of knowing what's happening. So I actually planned my own proposal. Um, So, I mean, I also had the contact at, the sunflower farm anyway from a shoot that I had done. And I basically told Allie, I was like, look, I've had this ring liked on Etsy for a couple years. Let me know when I should order it. Here's where we're going. Here's what day we're going. Here's what time we're going. Contact this guy and tell him you're doing this. Um, And then we like picked our outfits together and went. And even though it was absolutely not a surprise at all, I still like, like it was so contrived because we just stood there and we're like, I guess we go now. but immediately I just like started bawling. I mean, I've, I'm one of those girls that like, I grew up dreaming of my wedding. Like I watched Stance of the Dress. I watched all of my Fair Wedding by David Dutera. Like I've had my wedding planned since I was 10, except for who I would be walking down the aisle to. Um, Cause you know, internalized homophobia. Uh, and now that I have that piece, like I've always pictured being proposed to and having it actually happen. Like I'm getting emotional Mm -hmm. now. Like it was such a dream moment. And I'm so glad that our photographer, Kelly, who's also going to be shooting our wedding um, was able to capture both our proposals. I proposed back to her uh, on a balcony over the Pacific ocean in Monterey with uh, it was pupping season. So there were like otters and baby otters like Mm -hmm. out right next to us. Um, And just being able to do all of that and, and, we're both only children. We're both Leos. So we both had to have the like main character proposal moment. <laughs> and it's like, there's no rules. Like, I mean, there's no rules for anybody, but especially yeah. for queer couples, like, you know, let's just do two proposals. Cause we both, right. but I plan both of them. So <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like how you made it work for you though.
1: Yeah. And it was still and, special. And that's how weddings should be in general anyway. Like, you know, queer couples get an extra, you know, set of permission to do whatever you want, just because a lot of the traditions don't work unless it's one man, mm-hmm. one woman. Um, but a lot of the traditions on the whole are also super old fashioned and anyone can change them up and just, you know, keep what is meaningful and relevant to you and your partner. Mm-hmm. And and like our wedding is going to have little Jewish sprinkles throughout because Ali is Jewish, but not like Religiously, um, mm-hmm. and we're going to do part of our vows is going to be a hand fasting, which is this like ancient sort of Wiccan Irish tradition, um, which I love. I think that's so fun. And uh, well, we're going to step on the glass. We're going to say La She's going to go up in the chair. I am not. Uh, <laughs> that scares the crap out of me. I think Ignorably. I'm going to. I think I'm going to rent a wheelie office chair and have uh, one of my bridesmen push me around in circles around her because I don't want to be dropped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or in the air. <laughs> no. No, thank you. I didn't I'm not inviting enough chorus boys to make that happen.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love your story and the double proposal. I just remember when you were planning that out last year. That was so cute. When yes. you were like getting ready to do it and getting so excited for it. That was really cute to see. And now that it's yeah, almost a year. Holy moly. Um time goes and all fast. Your, at least at least like all your wedding plans are coming together. I know it was hard for you to get it all together with vendors you were working with but it yeah. sounds like it's gonna be going well with the new vendors you have so yeah
1: the um I mean obviously Kelly's gonna do a great job because I've known her forever um and then our wedding coordinators are awesome because they having been a queer couple that got married like they understand mm-hmm. how draining it is to have to go to vendors that say they're queer friendly and like actually find out uh, and so they actually do that dirty work for us. <laughs> they, you know, they go to potential vendors and vendors they already know. I mean, they're well-established mm-hmm. and just be like, hey, here's what we're doing. Like it goes beyond like, are you actively in the Westboro Baptist Church to like really being queer friendly is are you well-versed in, are you fluent in they, them pronouns? Are you able to refrain from asking pointed questions like, oh, and where's the groom? Or like, oh, are you sisters? Because that is so hard to go through all the time Mm -hmm. especially when you go to the trouble like we now. we had an experience uh our one of our first times wedding dress shopping together i'd already been to the salon um so they already knew who i was they knew who we were and uh i'd already before i even showed up the first time pre-emailed them being like hi are you queer friendly and they were like oh my god yeah like totally and i showed up with her and the stylist asked us whose wedding was first And I was like, they're at the same time. And she goes, oh, that's why you're shopping together because you can't go to each other's wedding. And we're like, no, it's the same wedding. And she goes, oh, it's a double wedding. And I was like, no, I'm getting married to her. And even then when she finally understood that we were marrying each other, she was like, oh, well, you only have one appointment and you can't see each other in the dress. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like we did that on purpose. It's in the file. Like having to go (laughs) through that and educate people all Mm -hmm. the time and deal with so many layers of like ignorance even if it's well-intentioned, it is still exhausting when we already do all the pre-work being like, look, can you guarantee that these things aren't going to happen? Otherwise, I don't really feel safe going. And that's in the Bay Area, which is, you know, obviously like San Francisco and everything. Like, Mm -hmm. that's very queer friendly. But I mean, just because it's better than other places doesn't mean it's good, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's, yeah, you have found some good people to support you. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk about, cause we want to talk about the queer soul experience. But let's talk about how you got there, like how you, um, you know, got into photography and how that led you to where you are now, kind of immersing your whole self and your whole like belief into this experience. So yeah, tell us like your journey.
1: Yeah, uh, I I actually got sucked into photography by my mom, who's like an avid scrapbooker. Um, she, I, I would say I was probably one of the most photographed children of the late 90s and early 2000s, period. <laughs> like not just her with like a Kodak or whatever, but like we would go to the picture people at the mall for like Halloween costume shoot, uh, birthday shoot random Tuesday like I did a full like I call it boudoir obviously it wasn't boudoir because I was four (laughs) but like I had this nightgown that I loved so much and I was growing out of it and so we went to picture people and did an entire photo shoot about this nightgown (laughs) and like I have a picture from it I can send it to you Um, but essentially what I learned from her was the importance of commemoration of important moments and memories, because when you're like super old or, you know, not super old, cause my memory is crap, but like, if you can't really remember things that well, having photos to go back to and, and good photos too, that like, aren't just documentary, but really embody the energy of that moment, the emotion of that moment, then, you get to relive that memory accurately for your whole life. Like I always go to, I shot a wedding last summer and uh, let's just say the groom's little sister's toast turned into a roast and- uh, <laughs> She ended up revealing that their entire relationship, the groom had been telling her about how bad the bride's farts smelled. Um, Oh my god! And like, (laughs) this is a total surprise to the bride. Like she wasn't mad about it, but she was just like, like, you really had to say that in front of everybody. And she playfully like threw her little teal napkin at the groom's face. And I have a picture that I took of that moment when the (laughs) napkin hit his face and like, yeah, I took beautiful sunset portraits of them. They look like models. Great. But when they, like, they've they said this to me and I say it to myself, like when I look at that picture from that gallery, mm-hmm. I'm taken back to that moment. I can hear everyone's laughter. Like we had to like stop the toasts for a couple of minutes to get people to like get their shit together. <laughs> and like, because it was so funny and, and it was amazing. And so it's like, I'm not... You know, it's, it's one thing to take a school picture to be like, this is what I looked like this year with my cheesy smile and here's my hair and here's my face. Um, but it's another thing to go a step further and really imbue the photographs with the energy of the person or the people in a way that they can relive those moments and recelebrate those moments for literally the rest of their lives for generations. I think that's such a gift
0: yeah it's that's really awesome though I mean I'm saying like I had so many printed photos and I just love sitting there and looking at all of those it's so nostalgic but you know actually capturing the candid moments is so awesome um and I feel like even in a environment where it's meant to be a photo shoot or something there's sure. still so many opportunities to do that yeah it's, it's not just out. about
1: like ignore me as a photographer but it's it's If I say I can edit out lots of stuff, but I can't edit out your misery. Like, if you're not having a good time, the photos will only be technically beautiful because I know my way around a camera. But if you're having an awesome time, if you're really like feeling yourself, loving yourself, Mm -hmm. feeling gorgeous, feeling comfortable, that comes through in the gallery comes through in the pictures it doesn't just take you know people are always like oh your camera must be really expensive your pictures are good like it takes more than your gear and it takes more than a good photographer because well I guess the photographer creates the environment right it's the about the experience mm-hmm. because it's what takes a you know smile smile to genuinely having a great time smile like that says and feels so much more so different then just like cheese
0: oh yeah you can tell a big <laughs> difference between both of those things yeah um and I think that's you know as photographers that's like a lot of our flexes is we can prompt people or create an environment where it feels safe and fun and exciting yeah um, and it's all it's a lot of it's around the experiences we create like yeah you can do a 30 minute photo shoot and that's an exp- that's like. A photo shoot but then you can create something that's like two or three hours it's an experience that involves all these other things that allows more to come out so it's like we also have the power to create those experiences that make that happen
1: yeah um and much like theater i mean even when i'm doing all every kind of photo shoot i do we always do like a five or ten minute warm-up where i basically just take pictures of them. I'm not going to use any of them and sort of walk them through prompts that I'll be using throughout. And we can adjust as we go so that by the time we're really, really doing it, they almost need no prompting at all. I'm like, oh, can you do that? And they're like, oh, you mean this? And like, they're already (laughs) well-versed. You need to almost do like a mini training at the beginning being like, here's what it's like, you know, let's get through the initial nerves. Um, Especially for if you're, you know, doing a concept that is really authentic to who you are that feels maybe a little bit vulnerable like just showing up especially if you don't know me personally and and you know like i did a shoot for um a non-binary person that uh i'm doing before and after portraits of them um, and their top surgery um and i do not know them i mean i do now but they walked into my studio not really knowing me aside from like the one FaceTime we had and like the emails. And that's really vulnerable, especially to commemorate a body that you don't love and that you want to change, but that you're honoring and that you're thanking. And so it's really, especially for people that, you know, again, like can so easily be made to feel really uncomfortable and really othered, like, you know, queer people, it's so important to create this environment, this experience where, they don't even have to think about whether or not they will feel safe and celebrated and honored. That's a given. And so the only sort of nerves we have to work through are like, ah, I don't really go in front of cameras that often, but that can be fixed really quick. Um, and you know, that's going back to even the wedding, like having vendors that we feel like are gonna be on board with what's happening and like not mess things up. It's, it's queer people work so hard for so long to know and accept and love themselves when often the world does not that when they're going to celebrate something vulnerable like that sort of you know top surgery milestone or like coming out or like a name change pronoun change like or even just celebrating how far you've come in your journey of like being out i mean you never stop coming out ever And you're always gauging safety, right? Like, can we hold hands here? Can we, like, should I say that? Should I correct you when you ask if I have a husband? Like, I don't know. Um, And so it's really important to me, you know, I've spent so long cultivating a life in a space where I feel really powerful and really confident. And some people may say a little too confident. And I say, that's wrong. Um, (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like where I can really own my body and own my space and own who I am. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You can go very far away from me and that's great. Have a good time. But (laughs) I've cultivated that space for me. And a lot of that comes from privilege where like, I'm white, I am cis passing. I can go into and exist in a lot of spaces that very visibly queer or trans people cannot and so i think it's my job essentially to help cultivate that space for other queer people um, to use my privilege to create a space that maybe would be inaccessible to them otherwise my cat is screaming please stop um but you know what i mean like those spaces aren't readily available and that's sort of where you know, I've been for the last, I guess, almost four months developing um, mm-hmm. the, this Queer Soul experience, um, which is gonna. Thank you. He's very excited about it. Can you tell? Um, sir, come here. And uh, what I'm saying is that it's this. <laughs> oh, my God. Can y'all hear this? You know what? I think you should do an entire episode where he's the guest and he can just scream the entire time. Sounds like he wants to be on the podcast. He's literally <laughs> fine. He's The other cat's nowhere near him. He's just thrashing around screaming because he's been inju- he's had. He's faced some sort of injustice. I have no idea. Anyway. <laughs> um, so this experience, you know, I can just do like photo shoots for queer people, period. But like Again, it's so much more about experience, and I love the storytelling aspect of photo shoots. And so, essentially, what it is is you know you can nominate yourself, someone can nominate you. Um, we're gonna do like I'm gonna reach out to some LGBTQ centers and have them nominate people. Like you can, there's somehow the person ends up coming to me, and together they and I will sort of collaborate more than you would on a normal photo shoot. I think. Um, having the client have more of a say in art direction in creating this multi-look, multi-location editorial shoot. Like the whole experience I say is like, you know, Vogue meets Queer Eye meets like self-love and acceptance of Mr. Rogers. Like, so (laughs) we do this photo shoot, which is like this full self-love. Like I made like a Buzzfeed style quiz to figure out like what's aesthetically meaningful to you. What is symbolic to you? Because a lot of people, when I'm like, you know let's make a photo shoot that's about your soul they're like uh what? <laughs> like where do you even start especially if you're not someone that's regularly designing photo shoots like that's not what you do so my job is to you know provide the tools that i have and make it really easy for the clients to just be like here's the vibe and i go okay okay so what you mean is this this and this and they're like yes And so we collaborate on the shoot. It's this big, like, self-love moment where you get to really own your space, be, I I call it authentic camp. Like, camp, not like I'm camping, but, like, camp, like, campy, which just means, like, being exaggerated in a very theatrical way in order Mm -hmm. to, like, make a statement. But, like, drag is often very campy. Um, But authentic camp is when the point you're trying to make, the the statement that you're trying to get across is authentic to you and relatable to people, but you're presenting it in a very, you know, opulent, organic, campy way, and so that's sort of the goal of this shoot is, like, you know, I have uh, uh, one of my clients who's test running this offer for me is um, an Asian trans woman makeup artist, um, and she came up with this brilliant idea of like k-pop Barbie and that represents so much of who she is now but also how the fantasy that she's been working towards all this time of being this like really really just stunning woman that is so perfect and precise and curated and like just beautiful. And so that's the concept. And so it's going to be, we have this like little house setup that we're going to do and, so and it's cool. going to be like Barbie dream house. Um, but it's speaking to her lived experience, mm-hmm. which I love. And then once that's done, uh, we will record, I mean, it's the year of the podcast. Everyone's doing a podcast. Yep. I'm doing a <laughs> podcast. Um, yes. So each of those clients, um, in addition to just like cool queer people I know, will get to quite literally lend their voices to their story by doing an episode of the Queer Soul Spotlight podcast dedicated Mm. to them. And, you know, this is not therapy, this is not trauma dumping, but I've listened to so many queer podcasts and a, a lot of them are about being queer and that's like so important and fun, but that exists. And I know a lot of queer people and by and large, their queer identities are the least important or interesting thing about them. Mm. So it's like yes your identities inform all your experiences your entire yeah. life but that's not entirely your personality or like mm. who you are. So it's like you know yes you are a trans woman who is a makeup artist what gets you out of bed in the morning what's something you do that you just do because it brings you joy there's no like capitalist value yeah. like and it all comes back to the queer identity, but there's so much more to these people. And so I think, well, I have two thoughts happening right now. So the, the uh, podcast episode happens and then it all kind of gets syndicated into this publication with the best photos from the gallery. I write a little blurb about like, you know, our time together, the experience what you know how we sort of created the shoot together and then a link to the podcast episode. And this concept is sort of threefold. One, the client themselves gets this opportunity to invest in themselves mm-hmm. and have this dedicated, you know, it usually takes, you know, a few weeks to get all of this done. This time period where all they have to do is step back from their life and see how far they've come from, you mm-hmm. know, the little closeted middle schooler or high schooler. And and not this is a finish line, because everything is fluid, everything is changing, Mm -hmm. but taking a step back and going, I'm fucking awesome. Like Mm -hmm. I I've done all of this. Look what I've, I'm, I'm the person I wish I could have been. Yeah. And, and that's so amazing. And so you get this opportunity to Yourself and celebrate yourself in a way that people don't really do nowadays, especially with COVID and everything. Like your reward for a living is like you didn't die from COVID. Like <laughs> and that's not that's not anything. Like you deserve to treat yourself and invest in yourself in this way. You know? He agrees. Um and so <laughs> I promise he's fine, everyone. Um, but uh the other ways that this makes an impact is in the wider community. And, you know, I came out late in college and that was because the few lesbians I saw did not look or act like me at all. Mm -hmm. When you think of like, you know, you dictionary, you look up lesbian in the dictionary, you you think of like a curvy, very butch woman, short hair, like very masculine, and I am not that. And so immediately I was like, well, I can't be that because I don't want to have that be my finished product of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't really until I got super into like the queer Instagram community that I started seeing not only lesbians that looked a million different ways, but non-binary people that looked a million different ways who had all sorts of different lives and jobs and relationships. And, and, and they gave me permission simply by existing in the public sphere to, be whatever it was that I am Mm -hmm. and that's why representation is so important I can scream about this all day like this project because it is being put out in a public way all the queer people that are absorbing this content that are interacting with this content whether or not they directly identify with like I'm not a trans woman makeup artist but the fact that now i can see that that exists and that she is living her best life she's in a really healthy relationship she is like living her fantasy that that then translates to me and gives me permission as someone that's interacting with the content and then even yeah. further the cisgender straight crowd that's going to be interacting with this content gets to see queer people humanized in a way that they are not often mm-hmm where it goes beyond stereotype, beyond label definition. Like, you know, what is pansexual? Are you trying to sleep with a pan? Like, no. And it goes beyond that where it's like, okay, she's a trans woman. That's so boring. Here's her life. Here's what her heart is like. Here's, you know, her family, her pets, her job that, you know, means so much to her that she's worked at for so many years. And you get to see, queer people beyond the stereotypical like butch lesbian and white skinny femme drag queen those people are welcome too but like you know all these minorities within the minorities that you never get representation for Mm. you get to see them in a very human light and you go oh I'm also a makeup artist like we're the same even though I am not a trans woman and so it it Educates and it humanizes them, and it it works on minimizing the fear of what those people don't know. You're, it, it's so common to be afraid of the things you don't know about, and and knowing that there's this community of people that are you know they're marrying people of their same gender and they're coming up with all these labels that I don't understand, and there's too many genders now, and it's like. Yeah, that's that's scary because you don't understand it. And humans, by definition, want to label everything and understand things. That's Mm -hmm. why everyone's so invested like in science and and technology. We want to understand the world around us. And when you fear something, there's more of a closed door to learn about it. And so in this way, it's a really easy way to, you know, ultimately when I do like 20 of these, I want to publish it as a book and because mm-hmm. and, and, it writes itself and I have the yeah. pictures and so imagine just like some little 12 year old kid going into a bookstore and seeing this book and being like oh look at these cool people oh oh I'm that mm-hmm. and what a gift that is even if they're not queer just to get that representation and see it so normalized that when they run into queer people or gender fluid people in real life they go okay what do you want to do like you want to go hang out and it's not that barrier of you're being different than me you are weird you are less than because i don't understand um so it's this sort of threefold gift that you know again these people on the internet that i've found that now i'm one of them like Allie and I aren't even trying that hard to, like, be inspirational influencers, but we have messages from people all the time being, like, I'm so glad I found your account. Like, I've never mm. seen, you know, femme non-binary people, femme lesbians just going about living their lives and that aren't, you know, either in porn or, like, at least written by or for men. Yeah. And you know, you get two girls at a bar and they kiss and the guys are like, can we join? Like, you know, and that's, that's what it is. And so we're not even trying that hard and we're making an impact wider than we can see. Like, I love a metaphor. I always do the like drop in a lake. Like if you just pour into yourself a little bit, invest in yourself in this way with this experience, those ripples go further out than you will ever be able to see. Mm -hmm. Those ripples of impact where, you know, maybe you're just reaching the people that, You know, look at the blog post or listen to the podcast, but then those people talk about it to their friends and, you know, you know, maybe someone they know is like, ah, those transgenders? And then they're like, no, no, no. Like I listened to this podcast and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so just in the act of investing in yourself and doing this, you know, soul photo shoot and doing this podcast, you're affecting change in people. you're never going to get to me. And I Mm -hmm. think that is so remarkable. And that's the kind of work I want to be doing where like, it's not even about me. Like I'm just providing the tools. I am the vessel for this Yeah. where all these different queer people with all these different amazing queer lives can come and play and, and be authentic to themselves and, you know, this authentic Mm -hmm. camp and make a difference where maybe they wouldn't have the opportunity or the privilege to do so otherwise. Yeah, that's my TED talk. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I love seeing this develop over time because when we first worked together you kind of separated photography and your other, you know, platform with you and Ali um, and got into families, and got into various things, and over and over, going to be like, I want to just serve queer people. I just want to serve queer people, and finally, you just kind of like leaned into it and created this amazing thing. And it was just so cool to see you finally be like, okay, like I got to do this, and then to, like yeah. develop this amazing thing, and realize, oh, I need to be like, I need to be really bold with with this like being a queer photographer for yeah. queer people like and I love when I saw you just like lean into that fully um and not just be like I'm kind of here but you're like I'm yeah, like, like if I'm you want here. that I can
1: do that but like also everything else like yeah it's it's you know as as the great Ron Swanson once said like it's bad to half-ass multiple things you got to yeah. whole ass one thing mm-hmm. and and it's so aligned with what I do. And like, even though it's a million times more work trying to figure out, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> you tra- can, because you're, I'm like,
0: trailblazing. You're, right. you're, no you're trailblazing. Right, and no one else is doing
1: this. No yeah. one else is doing this. And getting to, you know, bring in amazing queer hair and makeup artists to work with these people, yeah. to have, um you know like where i'm reaching out to all sorts of weird contacts where i'm like does anyone have a warehouse i can shoot in and like my friend's dad was like you can come here and like and and just you know i have all these theater contacts i'm like can i raid your props closet can i like borrow some costumes like you know what can we do here and so it's like everything in all my areas of you know my interests in my work kind of all came together in a really cool way mm-hmm. um in that again like no one is doing this like and and that's also cool cuz you know like I can do classic family sessions I can do classic couple sessions but so can 5000 other yep. photographers in the bay area like, yeah. for a lot less money <laughs>
0: yeah
1: and it's like if you really just want the pictures and you don't care that much about the experience like you just want a couple shots for your Christmas card like you're not gonna hire me because I'm trying to like do a full experience and like this this whole 2 hours. When hour you've thing. done
0: those and you did fantastic at those right and, I can and do really well I mean you were you were good at all those things but just because you're good at something doesn't mean that's something you should be doing right and, and we talked about this
1: like there's a difference mm-hmm. between something you will find easy and you'll be really successful at mm-hmm. and something that you're passionate about that you want to go no holds barred at and and I really didn't recognize that difference until recently where Mm -hmm. I was like you know every once in a while I get a shoot where I was just like oh this this exactly this is the client this is you know this is amazing we get to make art I want to make art and And then I would go do a couple session and then I would take some headshots and like, you know, like, Like, right. And I still do (laughs) like, I do headshot many days every once in a while, but like, that's not where my heart, that's not what sets my heart on fire. And, and this, I mean, like you said at the beginning, when you were introducing me, like this energy is contagious Mm -hmm. and, and I can not only gift, you know, these services to people, but like you get to feel this vibe that I give off and share it with me of like, oh my God, I feel amazing. Wait, that's a picture of me on the back of your camera. Like, how do I look so good? And I'm like, I haven't even edited that. That's just what you look like. Mm -hmm. Surprise. You're beautiful. You know? And it's like, like, people get fucking mind blown about this. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I want you to see you the way that I see you. Mm -hmm. I I think you are, I've never met an ugly person even That's people that are not feel classically like, beautiful you're still like yeah. it's the energy there's the shell Silver, silverstein poem about it doesn't matter how ugly you are on the outside if you have a good heart mm-hmm. that shines out of your face and everyone will think you're beautiful mm-hmm. and so it's like i don't really give a shit if you're like a victoria's secret model yeah like beautiful like i don't i don't really care like it's the energy and it's the way that you style yourself and and that anybody like anybody can come into my studio or wherever we're shooting and get pictures that demand attention Mm -hmm. that people like you know you're scrolling through Instagram and you go oh wait hold on and that's you know what takes it from a school picture where you're just cheesing to like someone looking at this picture especially someone that knows you like and goes oh that's Dana that's exactly mm-hmm. Dana. Wow, you really captured her. And it's like, yeah, it goes beyond. Like, of course it's a picture of Dana. I took pictures of Dana. Like it's it's beyond. It's the energy that comes from. Yeah, her. and you can
0: see it across like if you look on TikTok or any of the reels, and like someone can be so beautiful, but if they don't have the energy, it's not interesting. Like you just don't want to be there. But you and no matter what anybody looks like, I don't care if they have no makeup on, like that, like you see it, they have no makeup on, they have whatever just the regular face and they have the energy, like it does not matter. Like not it does not matter what they're doing because that is, you're right. It just shines through and it doesn't make a difference. And so I love, I love that you made that point because I think of course people in your community are probably feeling in so many ways like inadequate or not feeling good about themselves. I mean, even, extra, even, I within,
1: say, even within the community, I mean, there's like there's a quote-unquote correct way to look like a gay man there's a quote-unquote correct way there's a lot of gatekeeping where Mm. you know people are like well you can't you know does non-binary equal androgyny like what and and there's a lot of people don't recognize the separation between your sexual orientation your gender and the way that you present outwardly none of them have Mm. anything to do with each other and and Sometimes they match, but not always. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of, I know a lot of gay guys in theater that are not white and skinny and feminine. And mm-hmm. they don't feel very welcome in gay men spaces because they don't look the way you're supposed to. Even within the community, you have to be palatable. Um, yeah. And there's I a lot love of racism you- too, where it's and like, I'm,
0: yeah, it's gross. I love that you're. I love that your platform will be able to, I I mean, yeah, I just, I love how it will be able to really open people's mind outside but also in your own community because i mm-hmm. i like how you made that point like it's not just outside of your community but inside that people it's so new to so many people and how they're navigating what's happening or it's who they are so and like and they're trying to see examples just like you like what you were trying to go through to figure out yourself and who you were
1: you need to, and see so, it to give yourself permission yeah
0: yeah and a lot of times people are just like well what do i do like you know can I make this up? Or like, you know, right. trailblazing is hard. Or but, that you, you need know, to like, change
1: yourself to yeah. fit what you feel on the inside. You know, I need to be skinnier. I need to be more feminine. I need to be, you know, I'm, I'm too, you know, uh, I'm, you know, can I, can you even be Middle Eastern and a gay man? Can you even be super feminine and a lesbian? Like, and, and it's those things that, we don't see a lot of that you go, oh, well, I can't really be loud and proud about that part of my identity. Cause I don't really qualify. I don't really look like that. I don't well, really there's a lot of stereotypes
0: like throughout everything. There's so yeah. many stereotypes. And I, I think just now it's, I I see so many stereotypes, but I see people who don't fall under that. And it always surprise, it always surprises me because I'm like, oh, that person should look like this. And it's like, mm-hmm. the more and more, like I'm meeting you, like it's opens my eyes to be like, oh yeah, like you can't, that's why like judging a book by their cover you can't like, really say oh you're a, you're a les- like you're a like you're lesbian or you're it's, trans or whatever you are it's all because- about
1: media because that's what yeah. you see like mm-hmm. when someone goes if there's someone you've never met you don't know what they look like and they go oh you know he's he's like a total like he's such a gay guy and you're like you immediately have an image in your head of what they yeah. look like and you have no idea what they look like but because of The way that media has very slightly allowed in a very gatekeeping way allowed queer representation like i think of modern family i think of you know drag queens and it's like no not every gay guy is white not every gay guy is a drag queen and and i've known a lot of guys especially like having gone to musical theater school who came out halfway through and they were like very you know traditionally masculine guys and they came back after summer break and they were like hey queens what's up girl and we're like you're not <laughs> like that yeah you think because you've realized as part of yourself that you now need to live up to whatever That's really
0: interesting i really love this conversation because assumptions can be so toxic and we're all about assumptions, I think, just as humans. Yeah, but assumptions, you want to and put then, things in boxes. Yes, right. Like we want to identify things. And I think like one of the things I've changed a lot is like saying partner instead of like husband or wife. And, yeah, like, oh, that's something that like I'm, on
1: like contracts, part,
0: like your partner, you just never, you never know. Always that sounds.
1: like you never know. Yeah,
0: like you never ever know. And I think that also deters people from being like, oh, I have to act gay to so people don't see me as a gay person. Mm-hmm. Like I have to be the stereotype gay.
1: Um, or that, kind that, you know, kind that, of you know thing. if you're really like. The only queer person in your immediate community, or even if you're not, this feeling of being born into advocacy the second you come out, that you Mm. have to be very public. You have to Uh, fit this image because it might be someone's only chance to get to know a gay guy. And if you're not doing it, you know, fall out. Like, and, and, people have a certain way that they want to treat you when they know that you're a gay man. And it's like, mm. well, no. And and like, I literally hung out with my friend Matt yesterday um, who like, if you saw him in the street, you'd be like, that is a cisgender man. And they use all three sets of pronouns. They, they don't really care. And you'd never know by looking at them or even interacting with him. You'd never know unless they told you. And it's because they've gotten to the point where they don't feel like they need to prove anything to anybody Mm -hmm. and be like non-binary enough to be gender fluid enough. Like no one owes you androgyny. No one owes you femininity or masculinity. Um, And that's why representation is so important because when the more you see, I mean, there's so many ways to be a straight person. There's Mm -hmm. so many ways to be a straight person and regardless of gender. And you never question that. And then Now this sort of, you know, I'm actively seeking out people that are minorities within the minorities and being like, we need your story. Your story is so important. Just being able to see you live authentically is so important because there are hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of little queer kids who are either going to be ashamed of who they are or maybe come out later than they would want to and lose those years that they could have been authentically themselves because they don't see anybody they identify with they don't feel like they can be this like outlier to be this trailblazer because either people are going to not believe them or they're going to be born into advocacy that they're going to have to always be like no this is also trans like you can you can do this um and a lot of people don't want that work Mm -hmm. and so it's a lot easier to just like pass as cis pass as straight because that emotional labor all the time is a lot. And it's work that you have to do. I mean, so many queer people don't even have the privilege of passing because they're mm-hmm. so obviously trans. They're so obviously gender queer that even just walking to a coffee shop, you, you don't feel safe because anyone could scream things at you. Anybody could attack you at any minute because your presence, your authentic presence makes them feel uncomfortable. Mm. I mean, gay panic laws still exist in a lot of states where like, if you freak out because you found out someone was, you know, trans or gay or whatever, like you can literally attack them or kill them. And it's, you get a lesser sentence or a lesser charge because that's legal. And it's like, no, no, no. (laughs) What Mm -mm. and it's it's you know so many queer couples have to do second parent adoption where you know if you have a sperm donor or a surrogate like it's so the whole world is so inaccessible Mm -hmm. and we're not trying to like I mean even with the like don't say gay bill and like all of this like the gay agenda is not to turn your little straight kids queer like the gay agenda is to make queer kids survive to be queer adults that's it
0: yeah like the
1: the the trans life expectancy in America is like me I think it's like 32
0: yeah I mean I I I just love this whole experience that you're creating like the impact is not just like I love the ripple effect um image you created because it's not just like the the shoot and then external it's also like you working with people in this whole process and then them joining together to be able to contribute to the impact like that feeling of being able to be like i was a makeup artist for this person that now feels so much more confident in themselves or like I was a part of like giving this costume to them to make them feel on top of the world like you're also impacting every single person that's involved in the whole experience which is so empowering for people in the community too that be like they feel better being able to get to be a part of that that they're actually making impact because I think activism in your community is so you know People are activism, you know, doing activism a lot, but I feel like that also feels a lot of really big to people. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not out on parades all the time or I'm not like speaking and, in front of hundreds of thousands of people, but like they can make sh- impact at this level.
1: And a lot of it is super performative. Anyone can hold a sign at a pride parade and be like, I'm supporting gay people. Like banks do that. Banks do that so that you give them money. Like performative allyship is is not anything. And this is a really awesome way where like, we're going to do crowdfunding. We're going to do like scholarship because a lot of the people like putting this on is very expensive. And a lot of the people that, you know, the minorities of the minorities that would personally benefit from it the most but also make the most impact are the people that can afford it the least and so even if you're not queer or you're queer but don't want to be directly involved as a client like you can donate you can you know if we make x amount of money we can give a scholarship for someone who absolutely cannot afford this to get this experience for free to tell their story for free you get to provide that and be part of it that way like you know even if you just do like I might, I'm thinking about doing like a monthly donation where even if you just do like a couple dollars a month, like as a a contribution, Mm -hmm. like you get to not only be directly giving to queer people in the community, but you get to help fund this education, this representation for both queer people and straight cis people in the Mm -hmm. community. Like you can be involved at any level and be really genuinely making a, real impact yeah. and not just being like I have a sign that says I like trans people like that doesn't yeah do anything well, and sometimes for sometimes like
0: big organizations that I feel like some people give to they don't see the impact directly
1: no and, and there often is much
0: there can be really hard for people and so you're giving people the opportunity to, like here like every time people who especially people who donate you could be like hey like, this is the person you contributed to, like, they got this whole experience for free, like that they could not afford, like, so they get to see, actual impact see an actual impact. person. Yes. And that's what's yes. so, so cool about this level of being able to contribute. And, and I love that you're able to, like, you're starting to reach out to organizations and nonprofits and things like that, that just a little bit of money and a hundred people giving a little bit of money can you know, have like one session done, which is so cool because these experiences are expensive and more privileged people, of course, will be able to take advantage of it, but they will also be able to contribute to people who are not as privileged to have, you know, the income for it. So we're going to make
1: more of an impact. And also like, especially these days, so little feels controllable. All this like bad shit is happening and you can't control any of it. And like, what can one person do? And, and this is, people are looking for opportunities to feel Mm -hmm. like they are making tangible difference in the world when so little feels controllable by one person it's so true yeah it's like what can you do so
0: like across the you know across the country and like and like you know and and
1: and, like and you're just like what do I do people are
0: just like stuck and they're like what do I even do or how do I even
1: contribute you do nothing mm because what can you do and so overwhelming. Like, yeah. And so this is, you know, you're helping in a big way with very little, you know, money even mm-hmm. that you actually get to see the full process and you get to see the person that mm-hmm. you made an impact on and see the comments of everyone going, Oh my gosh, I've never seen something like this. Or, you know, you get this very real, not instant, but short-term gratification of going, wow, I did that. I helped make that happen. And I would like to do it again. And, 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 you know, and you get to see the impact instead of just throwing your money at a big corporation that you hope is, they said, they're going to do yeah. something. And you have no like, idea where money's going. And especially with, you know, Pride Month coming in, in June, like, everything is rainbow like you know every like wells fargo gets rainbow like target gets rainbow like home depot gets rainbow like it doesn't matter and, and a lot of times it's very performative and doesn't actually do anything it's just a thing for it's a it's a money grab and they're not actually really investing in the community and actual queer people they're just going we don't mind the gays and then give us your money um and it's a great <laughs> marketing scheme i guess but This is a way, you know, if you really want to give back to the queer community, like if you really want to invest in these people and the education and the representation. Yes. Send me some money and like like, (laughs) you know? And and people joke, like, you know, for this this year's Pride Month, you can Venmo me one dollar. Like, but it's for real. Like it's Mm -hmm. you're supporting queer artists, queer everybody's and, and directly. There's mm-hmm. no like, and we're going to take this fee and this fee and we're actually have to like give it to the bank. But like, it's a really direct way to be like, I want to support this and here's mm-hmm. how we're going to use it. And this is exactly what your money is going yep. to, all of it. And yep. whew, there you go. Done. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love
0: this whole conversation. I feel like this whole experience is so, gonna be so life-changing for so many people, not just the actual person gonna good we, you know like that the client, person involved yeah. the client but everybody involved and so thank you so much Jenny for sharing this and like just pouring your heart out to us yeah. it, we can feel your passion so much <laughs> in this and I can't like you guys she's starting her own podcast super soon so definitely gonna have to follow along with that so yeah. Jenny tell us where yep. to find you so yes. we can stalk you
1: yes so um if you want to get involved in any way or even just follow along from a distance um you can follow me at jenny chapman photography um on instagram that's jenny with an i at the end um and you can also uh, I mean, once the podcast starts coming out, all the information will be via Instagram. Um, but we're going to have, uh, pictures from my Queer Soul test run subjects, uh, coming out in mid to late May, um, as we're starting to like ramp up, um, you know, towards launch date, which is June 1st for pride month. Um, we're going to have some like cool discounts and freebies and like extra bonus things, especially if you're interested in, you know, putting yourself on the wait list as a client. Um, and all of that will be there. But yeah, basically hit me up at, at on Instagram. You can always send me a DM if you have more questions or just want to like, get involved in any way uh, and uh, we'll, we'll hang out. I'm excited. I mean, all the people I've talked to have been like, oh, this is so cool. So, I, I, so I know cool. I'm not just crazy you. in myself. <laughs> like I know I, there's always this oh, no. like, worry that like you are the only person that thinks that this is cool and valuable <laughs> and, and you, you launch it and everyone goes, oh me and moves on but like people have been really excited about this so
0: well and you've been actually doing it with a few people so I mean yeah I'm sure you're already seeing the life-changing things happening
1: like it's it's crazy right now oh so
0: excited well thank you so much Jenny for hopping on and sharing your wonderful story and experience you are be putting out there we are thank you so excited to be part of it and cannot wait to see how it blossoms this year so thank you so
1: much Jenny of course thank you bye everyone